This is the Fantasy Football Zone. Yes, fantasy football. Beautiful women all in the end zone cooking up nothing but brats, burgers, steaks, and your favorite preferred beverage. Yes, that's fantasy football. No? Ah, here I was getting all excited. Richard, were you watching Spank Revision? Can't you tell by the way I walk? Oh, you better tuck that in. I'm gonna get that caught on a tripwire. Here's PJ and Todd. Hey, we finally made it. Championship weekend is upon us. PJ here alongside... I'm Todd, and we're both in championship games, so... We kind of do know what we're talking about a little bit. Just a little, just a tad. We're not going to pump our chest too much, but yeah. Or, or you, you have know. DeAndre Hopkins put uh, put you on his back and then almost single-handedly carry you to the title game. Hey, those performances help. Those uh, huge performances. I, You know, I've talked about how it's sometimes the unsung heroes, but again, this time of year, it's those studs, and he came through big time against the Jets last Saturday. Yeah, that's the thing. Look, we talked about it from our, our very first podcast. I think we've talked about it a lot. It comes down to really one simple thing. It's L-U-C-K, and I'm not tra- talking about Andrew on the Colts. I mean, you saw, it, you saw it last week. How many people were carried to the playoffs with Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Keenan Allen, um, you know, Lamar Miller, Aaron Jones, Adam Thielen, I think, had a three last week. I mean, you could have had the best point total in your league and lost last week. And that's it's it's luck. You could do everything right and just have a bad week like last week if you had the right combination of guys and and you're done. Yeah, and, and this season it's just been, you know, strange with some of the stars that have been out and missing. You got Beckham that's out. He's going to try to get back again this week. But like you said, Melvin Gordon and also James Conner, they, they've been out. You know, just the deal in Kansas City as well now. It looks like it's going to be a running back by committee. It's just <laughs> – it's a challenge from week to week. It's not a lock anymore trying to find your, your, your starting lineups and then nonetheless then worrying about your flex positions. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – you know, and then Josh Gordon today, obviously yeah. – the the man has some some issues. Looks like he's facing another suspension. Hopefully, uh, just just as a a person, he can get his uh, problems settled. I mean, it goes way beyond football. But mm-hmm. if if you know you were planning on him being a receiver for you or a flex this week, there's another name that uh, is no longer Cam Newton got shut down. I yep. mean, it's uh, it can be tough out there. That's why I feel sorry for you that are in a 17 week or if you're going to a week 17 to play because, you know, after this week, there, you could have some Saints out next week if they're resting or, you know, Rams or it depends how the how the, everything falls with the buys and all that. It, it, it's a risky play in a 17 week uh, fantasy, especially with your championship in week 17. I, 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 I played in one once, and I think it was the year the Colts started sitting all their guys instead of going for the undefeated thing, and it was it screwed me over big time. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I've been in one before as well. I prefer the the championship being this week just because you, you don't have to. The last thing you need to worry about on top of injuries are, are this, is this team going to play their guys one quarter and then sit them because they have a bye and have nothing to play for. So yeah. 
hopefully you're in your championship game this week. This is also sometimes a factor when I go back to drafting is what does that schedule look like down the stretch if I'm determining guys. And sometimes it comes to like my quarterback because I, I think I told the Kurt Warner story one year where he was just dominating the league and then they had a late game week 16 in New England. And while my, my fruition came true there, I was playing against him. I didn't pick him that year off the charts year, but then all of a sudden he went to New England and he only threw 98 yards and had three picks and had a terrible outing. I do look at uh, down the schedule I, I, when it comes down to maybe some of these quarterbacks, especially to this week. So there you go, a little tip for next year in the draft. Do what I do or not. <laughs> I never have confidence I'm going to get this far, so I just pick whatever. Oh, you got to. Come on. Right? <laughs> When, uh, when we're picking Josh Allen number one overall next year. Uh. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because depending on which league you're in, uh, you know, you look at the last four weeks, Josh Allen is the second, and I'm not talking quarterbacks here. I'm talking all players. For the last four weeks, he is the second highest scoring fantasy player. Is that just unbelievable? That's That's nuts because we... <laughs> <laughs> we ripped down the Buffalo Bills like no one's business before earlier in this season. I I didn't write the kid off, but, you know, I was injured, and he wasn't showing much. And then he had that game against the Vikings where I ran all over them, and I was like, oh, I guess this guy can run. And that's how they're using him now. Yeah, he actually has four more rushing yards than Christian McCaffrey the last four weeks. <laughs> that's to give you some perspective. It, and see, coming out of college, too, I, I thought he was touted for his arm and not really so much on his running ability. So that's why I kind of find it surprising is all of a sudden he's, he's racking up the yards, Vic-like yards here. Yeah, I don't, re- I don't remember him running that much at Wyoming. No, so it's, I don't. Uh, again, I can't really remember a lot of Wyoming games being on uh, oh, come on, you scouted ESPN him. or ABC at 230 either, so maybe I just didn't realize it. No, no, those those were the games at nine o'clock on ESPN too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were scouting them the whole time. We've been scouting them since uh, like four years ago. We're, we're experts. <laughs> we're scouting about high school. I don't even. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. When the tweets came out, that's when we found out what he was doing in high school. Was Josh Allen one of those tweeters too? Oh, oh before the draft, remember that some. Uh, Questionable tweets oh, came out. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, hater like so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, but the kids, the kids. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. We're heading into week sixteen. It's championship week. Uh, do you have any tips? I guess going into this week, anything? I mean, the waiver wire is pretty much picked over. You, you're basically here with who? Who brought you here? Aren't you for this week? Yeah, my tip would be win. That's probably what you want to do. Captain Obvious again strikes here. Just go and win. Now, to your point, I mean, I would, I would pretty much go with who you're looking at, who, you, who got you there, but also I would take a peek at the matchups too. Um, you know, I was worried about the Aaron Jones-Bears matchup last week. Obviously, you had no idea he was going to get injured and get a zero, but that could be a case where, thankfully, I did not need his point total last week. But if somebody was depending on Aaron Jones, that may have really hurt them. But hopefully if you looked at the, the matchup and said, hey, you know what, this may be tough, I'm going to play somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, that would have been a wise move. So, I mean, I'm taking a look at matchups as much as I can this week. I don't have a ton of options. Well, I'm going to put myself 
uh, I'm going to go back in time to one year ago, uh, week 16. Uh, the uh, Rams were going to take on the Seahawks in Seattle. And I thought, Todd Gurley, do I play him or not? This is a tough defense. He's put up the numbers all year long, but I think he was battling a little injury. And I'm like, do I play him or not? Or do I flex him and put somebody else in? So he was kind of on the fence that week. And then he pulled off one of the best championship weekend performances with over like 120 yards rushing and uh, 10 catches, 158 yards receiving, two touchdowns, and uh, won me the championship. So trust your stars for the most part going into this one because I I almost had second doubts on Gurley last year against Seattle, and then basically he won the championship. Yeah, right. I mean, so that's another argument for – Play, play who got you here. I yes. mean, it's tough, right? Because there's been some guys who have shown up here the last, you know, couple of weeks. Yes. Now you have some, <laughs> uh, you know, Carolina switch quarterback. Yep. Uh, so it's no longer Cam Newton. So will Atlanta, and Atlanta's not a great defense. So you look at that Christian McCaffrey matchup, you're obviously playing Christian McCaffrey, but you say, oh, will he have as big of a game as he has the past few weeks? Because now there's no Cam Newton back there. Mm-hmm. The Packers do. How much effort do they put? I mean, all of these teams are saying the right things, but there's got to be a little bit of once you're out of it, you're out of it, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Especially yeah, with all the injuries that have happened uh, going on around the league. So we'll get into it now. Again, we've got a couple Saturday games, so make sure your lineup's set for these. Uh, we've got the Redskins at the Titans, and I'll tell you, the Titans. Uh, they were. I've been doing the defensive game here. Usually, I I stick to one defense all year, but the last couple weeks, it's been pick a defense. Titans defense was available for me, and I'm hoping for big things come Saturday against this Washington offense. Yeah, you know they showed a little more life with Johnson, but uh, at quarterback. But I mean, you you aren't expecting the Washington offense to do anything special. So Tennessee Tennessee's defense is going to be solid. Derrick Henry fourth highest scorer in the past oh. four weeks. I mean, he's just come out of nowhere. This is what people thought Derrick Henry was hopefully going to be at the start of the year when, when they drafted him. So if yeah. you were smart enough to still have him taking up one of your bench spots right now, uh, you, you have to put Derrick Henry in your lineup. He's been unbelievable the past few weeks. Um, if you're lucky enough to get him off the waiver wire, good for you. Still a very sore subject to me, Derrick Henry. Still. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, I, look, I know he oh, had that huge game on Thursday night, but oh. 478 yards and seven touchdowns over the past four weeks is hard to argue with. I, I know. I was one of those guys that picked him third or fourth round. I mean, wh- wh- where the running backs were. I was planning on him being one of my top two backs, and then the season happened. And it's like, okay, I can't trust this guy. And then I let him go. Then he had the Patriots game where he scored two touchdowns. I was like, well, all right, it was an anomaly. And then he fell back into oblivion. And then thir- last Thursday or two Thursdays ago happened. And then ever since then, he's got almost 880 yards rushing in the season. He, he might be a thousand yard rush the way things are going. And it just pisses me off that uh, he's finally turned it on now. Or they've given him the carries that I thought he was going to get in the beginning of the season. I don't know, but it's just a. Uh, we all have one of those players and. He's mine this year. Yeah, you know, I drafted him too. Uh, and not quite as high as the third or fourth round, but uh-huh. I also thought, okay, this guy, if he's ever going to turn it on, it's going to be this year. 
and all it's going to do is throw another wrench into your draft next year because let's see how he finishes his last yeah. two games. But are you going to believe the last half of the season or his whole body of work since he's been in the NFL? Excellent point there, especially if you're in a keeper league too. You got to put that into if you get multiple keepers, you got to think of factor that in too. Is which Derrick Henry am I going to get here? So. Yeah, yeah that, you don't know. You don't know. So then there you go, Titans at Redskins. That's the early game Saturday. And then the evening game is going to be the Ravens at the Chargers. Looks like Melvin Gordon will be on the field. And uh, reports to Keenan Allen looks like he's going to try to give it a go as well. So that's good news. I know Melvin Gordon came out with the tweet this week saying, sorry, fantasy owners, I've let you down so far. But uh, maybe he's got a big performance coming up this Saturday night. I always, I always think it's fun whenever players acknowledge fantasy, right? I yes. Mean, a lot of them say they don't care, but I saw that tweet from Melvin Gordon. I just, I, I, I think it's great, right? I think it's almost. I understand that a lot of these players aren't concerned with people's fantasy teams, but it's such a big part of today's NFL. I don't get that attitude, right? If mm-hmm. I were a player in the NFL, I would definitely, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say I would care about it, but I, I would like Melvin Gordon and say, hey, I realize that a lot of you were counting on me and I let you down. <laughs> um, and so to the game this week, look, Keenan Allen is, is probably going to play. Mike Williams had such a big game in Kansas City, obviously different defense in Baltimore, but Mike Williams is available on a lot of waiver wires. Um, you know, if you don't love your third receiver or you don't love your flex, you may want to take a look at Mike Williams and hope he can duplicate what he did in uh, in Kansas City and, and hope they get him the ball again. So he's the right Williams to have this week, you think, for the Chargers? Yeah, you know, the thing about Tyrell is he was always, he was so feast or famine because you're usually guaranteed, not guaranteed, but you hope that he got a 75-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that's where the bulk of his points came from. Uh, Mike Williams last year, last week, they even used him out of the backfield, right? He had that 19-yard touchdown run. Yeah. They were doing anything they could to get the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, will it continue again this week? Why not take a flyer on him if you don't love your other options or you have some injury situations at wide receiver? And on the Ravens side, I'm still for Gus. He's helped me out in the flex position here the last couple of weeks. So I, it's going to be a little tougher. This Chargers defense a little underrated, you know, especially what they did against Kansas City. Uh, a couple, and then they're coming off kind of a week and a half here of a bye, so it'll be interesting. They're at least at home, but uh, yeah, for the Ravens side, I'm open for Gus and, and Lamar Jackson can keep it going as well. Yeah, that's about it. You know, um, there's not much more to see no. there on the Ravens <laughs> side. Uh, but you want to talk about a late season boost? Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards weren't even in the conversation. As early as what week? Ten. Nine. I would say yeah. I mean, they weren't even. Yeah, Gus Edwards. In fact, no one knew who the hell he was. Right. He was a very. He was <laughs> Philip Lindsay, but he waited until uh, yeah. double digit weeks to show up. Yeah. It was like he was. Yeah, he wasn't even. I think he was undrafted rookie or, or same kind of deal because they made the trade to get Ty Montgomery for the Packers. So I thought, oh Montgomery, well this could be a favorable thing for him. No, it's not because Gus has performed for him, so it's kind of a surprise for the Ravens. They they stumbled into that one. There he is. All right, we're getting to Sunday, and we'll kick it off with the Bengals and the Browns. Real quick, let me just add something. <laughs> yeah. If you have questionable players on Sunday, I saw this a ton last weekend about, oh, you know, why did I 
Thanks a lot, James Conner. I thought you were actually oh, going to play, yeah. so I sat my guy on Saturday, and now I'm screwed. If you have somebody that is questionable and has not played the last few weeks, I mean, use your head. Play the guy on Saturday, especially at some points at zero points. And you also have to remember, these guys coming off of injury, when it's been multiple weeks, you don't know if they're even going to be 100% or they're going to be used as a decoy. So if you have guys on Saturday this week and there's questionable on Sunday, you know, be smart about it. Play your Saturday guys if it seems at all like the other guys aren't going to play. All right, I'm done. No, that's that is an excellent point because I've I've had people ask that same deal as well, where they're like, "Well, you know, I've got a couple of guys on Monday night. They're questionable, but I don't, you know, I it's the it's the whole I don't want to play my guys early on in the week because I think we find out the results then, and you can't pull off the the wait for to see if you have a lead or not Fit mentality. I think I think it is with a lot of guys. But, yeah, it's to see if you have someone questionable later on in the schedule where you don't want to start them in the like what it was in previous weeks, the Thursday night games, or in this case, the Saturday games. But, man, yeah, like you said, if they've been out multiple weeks, there's a good chance they're not going to put up the numbers you want them to put up in that game. Yeah, and so, I mean, just uh, be smart about it. I mean, I can't, be- I can't tell you how many – how many tweets I saw just talking about how they made the wrong decision and didn't play a guy on Saturday, <laughs> waiting, hoping for James Conner. I mean, yeah. you know, I wait and hope for a lot of things in life, but, uh, uh, you <laughs> know, what's the old saying? Hope in one hand, crap in the other, and see which one fills up faster? Exactly. I think that's from Grumpy Old Man, right? <laughs> I don't recall, is uh, it? I think it was one of the old man uh, ones. <laughs> Along with Chuck taking you know what to you know what town, so yeah, that was that was I'm good just, stuff. I'm just a pessimist. <laughs> well, Bengals and Browns. Speaking of crap in one hand yeah. and in the other, uh, yeah, the Bengals. Not crapping in your hand. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Joe Mixon, go Bengals! Uh, if you got Joe Mixon, you're hoping for a good game for him. Browns, <laughs> they keep winning games. Uh, Nick Chubb, I'm cheering for him, man. He's really turned it on since becoming a starter and. I, I know the game against Denver wasn't that great until late, but I, I was in a league where he got credit for that 40-yard run, so I was happy with it. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping for Nick Chubb to break out in this one. Yeah, you know, look, uh, Cleveland pasted these guys in Cincinnati, what, about three or four weeks ago? That's actually when Dalton yeah. was injured and went on IR. Um, look, you said it, Mixon and, and Chubb, otherwise – I don't think there's a whole lot to see here. Yeah, that that's basically it. So Bengals and Browns, you're hoping for the running backs to break out in that one. Uh, Buccaneers and Cowboys up next. Uh, the Buccaneers, I mean, they're going to keep trying to throw the ball around. I mean, they tried their best against the Ravens. Cowboys, what the hell happened last week? Holy cow, against the Colts, shut out. And... <laughs> This is a very good matchup, you're thinking, for Zeke this week, especially, and for that Cowboys offense. But after, it's kind of deal, it's kind of strange because we said the same thing about the Colts a couple weeks ago when they got shut out at Jacksonville. Now we're doing the same thing with the Cowboys when they were shut out at the Colts. What offense are we going to see from the Cowboys coming up Sunday? Yeah, I think Zeke is, and I'm hoping, I have, I'm a Zeke owner, so I'm hoping he has a monster game. Uh, again, with, with Dallas. You're playing Zeke, you're playing Amari, but let me throw this out there, and I know it has at times not been impressive, but if you have a really bad quarterback situation and say Dak Prescott is on your uh, waiver wire, mm-hmm. you're thinking. the Tampa Bay matchup at home for Dallas looks 
Yeah. Nice. Yes. Especially coming off a loss where they were so terrible. So, yep. you know, look, if you, uh, if, you, if you don't have a lot of options at quarterback, you may want to take a look at Dak Prescott. And I guess to defend that decision, a couple weeks ago against Philadelphia, over 400 yards passing, the touchdowns, obviously the long pass plays to to Amari Cooper helped those stats. But, I mean, that was against the Eagles secondary that was pretty banged up. You're going against the Buccaneers secondary that just sucks. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what know, it is. He's capable of putting those numbers up. And, and coming off of a, just a absolute turd last week, I, I look for Dallas to bounce back. And, and look, Washington, hey, Washington won last week. They're playing on Saturday, so we'll, we'll know where they're at. But yeah. they're only a game behind Dallas. I know it's yes. highly unlikely that uh, they would be able to catch Dallas in the East. But, look, you don't want to go into the playoffs stumbling, and they finish at New York next week. I, I, I think Dallas has a big game this week at home. All right, up next, Vikings at the Lions. The Lions shut down on Johnson at running back, so he's not an option. The Vikings actually ran the ball, and look what happened. Dalvin Cook, wow, the second-year running back, finally turning out to be what, uh, well, fantasy's own owners wanted him to be all year and put up a big game for the Vikings. So I, it's looking good for the Vikings offense now. Lions, not so much. Yeah, what do you think about Thielen? Are you worried about his uh, three last week? I don't care. He's not on my fantasy team. <laughs> Most Thielen owners are you. you. Even though it's the team I root for, yeah, it's it's about the fantasy team this week. Yeah, no, I um, you know, I'm I have to play Theo Reddick this week because of the Aaron Jones injury. Um, and so I'm hoping, I'm hoping he can at least contribute some way somehow. Uh, you know, Johnson's been out for a while. The IR is is not a real stunner, and he hasn't played for quite a while. The only thing I would say about Detroit is. Will they be playing catch up? I look for Minnesota to trounce these guys. Um, Stafford, we talked about last week, has not looked like a usual Matthew Stafford down the stretch. Uh, Kitty Galladay, that's yeah, that was the line you want to play. Yeah, that was the bright spot last week. I forgot to mention him with the huge game. He didn't get in the end zone, but he put up what 170 or 80 yards. I mean, he he put up quite a few yards for him. So I mean, that was the bright spot for the Lions last week. Yep, and that's where I would look this week. I mean, your Vikings, you're going to play them. You're still going to play Diggs and Thielen. Yeah. And like you said, Cook. Cook could win you a championship this week after uh, being kind of lackluster all year and being out a lot during midseason. And the head coach saying we are, we're going to feed him the rest of the way down. So, I mean, <laughs> a ringing endorsement from a coach that wants to run the football, uh, hoping for big things for Dalvin Cook on uh, Sunday. See, up next we've got the Bills and the Patriots that Josh Allen we've been talking about goes against this Patriots defense. And uh, Tom Brady, I know I, I've read some things, you know, people down on Tom Brady's fantasy season this year, but uh, one thing to keep in mind, he is still in the top five passing yards. He's just about there at 4,000 yards. He's got 3,979 yards. Yeah, I know the touchdowns and aren't there as much as they have been in past years, but I mean, he's still putting the numbers up, even though I know a lot of people are disappointed so far in his fantasy performance this year. Yeah, you know, you look for New England to bounce back, right? I mean, they're in a position now where they could miss out on a bye, right? They could be playing in the first weekend. Houston has a very winnable last two games. I mean, when's the last time the Patriots were playing wildcard weekend? Uh, I think it's been a while. It's been a long—it might have been even back when— they 
played the Rams in the first time they went to the Super Bowl uh, under Belichick? I don't know. It's been a long time. It has been, right? So, I mean, and look, Julian Edelman looks even more attractive uh, now with with Gordon being out. Um, if I had Edelman, I would probably have him in my lineup anyway yeah. as a as worst case a three. But uh, you definitely want to have Edelman in the lineup. I look for them to bounce back and and being at home. I, and even I know Buffalo's defense has been solid, but I, I look for the Patriots to be clicking on all cylinders this weekend. So what Patriot back would you roll with then? Because I'm getting this question. Do you go with James White or would you go with Sony Michelle? I think I feel fine with both of them, to be honest. Okay. I think, you know, I thought James White would be more involved and had a, a better game against Pittsburgh. But if I have one of those two, I feel comfortable playing both of them this week. I, I think they're going to come out and try to try to uh, right the ship a little bit. Up next, Packers and the Jets. We told you the news. Aaron Jones, he's on IR. So now Jamal Williams will take over in that running back spot. On the Jets side of things, well, they they scored some points against Houston. They made it look interesting. And I got to thank you for the Elijah McGuire tip a couple weeks back because he uh, helped me out last week in a flex position. So I'm I'm hoping for more the same this week. Well, you're quite welcome. Yeah, and I, if I have a Elijah McGuire on my team, I am definitely playing him somewhere, either running back to or uh, you know in my in my flex position. He has been pretty solid since he started playing. Um, Look, if you had Aaron Jones or you have a running back that's hurt, Jamal Williams, I feel like they're going to definitely try to get him involved in, in the game. He, you know, he's questionable with a big toe mm-hmm. from from what we heard out of practice. It doesn't sound like it's that big of an issue. But uh, Jamal Williams could be one of these guys that you scoop off the waiver wire this week and throw in your flex position, and he helps you a championship, especially if you're an Aaron Jones yeah. owner. Like, I made the mistake of not – handcuffing him and having Williams on my bench mm-hmm. starting Theo Reddick this week. Well, and, and the thing, too, with uh, Williams, you know, people picking up Williams, uh, he's actually started the last couple games out of the backfield. Joel Philbin, ever since the coaching change, Jamal Williams has actually started the game, and then Aaron Jones has come in to uh, succeed him after that. So, you know, he's he's going to get more reps. He's used to the first team, obviously, by now. So, I mean, for running back-wise, that, that's – you got to feel confident in that if you if if you're looking for a waiver wire ad. Well, and that's the thing too, right? I mean, the Packers signed uh, Cabri uh, Bims, who yep. was with Washington most of the year, uh, so that tells you what their running back situation is with Aaron Jones being out. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of depth behind Jamal Williams. Um, so, so yeah, I would I would feel good about riding Jamal Williams this week. And, you know, this is strange being this deep in the season, and if you are in a championship game and your quarterback is – Aaron Rodgers isn't really a factor as your fantasy quarterback. Uh, it's just strange, man. Even though he's got the great interception numbers, just the throwaways and everything else. And I mean, Devontae's putting up huge numbers, but it's just strange going into championship weekend. And Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback of a lot of these teams in the championship. Yeah, I mean, he underperformed. I mean, if I was going in, look, I'm going to say something ridiculous right now. I'd feel better playing Dak Prescott this week than Aaron Rodgers. There you go. There's your ridiculous statement of the week. But this year it's not. It, it, that's the strange thing. I, 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 I go back to a couple of weeks ago when I was having a struggle of, do I play Matt Ryan or Lamar Jackson? I mean, it's just how this season has uh, shaped up in some of these cases down the stretch here. And, and this is another one. Yeah. We're, we're in week 16 and uh, Aaron Rodgers versus the jets matchup. And you don't have a whole lot of confidence in that right now. 
Yeah, and let me remind you, uh, look, his last four weeks, Aaron Rodgers has four touchdowns. The last four weeks, yeah. he used to do that in a game. Correct. And some of these matchups, granted, yes, yeah, Chicago was tough last week, but you played Atlanta at home, you played Arizona at home that everybody other than the Packers uh, have been putting up major points against. Granted, I guess Detroit only scored 10 offensive points against them, but that's Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they've been playing the four best defenses in the league and he's thrown four touchdown passes in the last four weeks. That's the only stat you really need to know. Yeah, But somehow he made the Pro Bowl, but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> for another day. Half of those selections are. I, I don't I don't get a lot of them, but yeah. Half of them, they well, won't. I saw something funny on Twitter, and I, I wish I could remember who did it and, and credit them, but it said uh, Pro Bowl selections come out. Everybody's angry about Pro Bowl snubs. Everybody ends up backing up, and I think he had like Blake Bortles and Josh Allen end up <laughs> yes. as Pro Bowl quarterbacks because nobody else is playing. Yep, exactly. Everybody hates the Pro Bowl because it sucks, complains. I mean, that's really how the Pro Bowl cycle yeah. works. We had it right on the head. And nobody watches it, so why the hell do we care anyways? I mean, that's the other I thing, mean, too. It, it matters to the guys. Look, uh, well, Leonard, for their contract, the of yeah. Indianapolis, who, by the way, the fact that he's not on the Pro Bowl team, and hopefully he will get on the Pro Bowl team after people drop out, just shows you how ridiculous it is. I mean, that yeah. guy has been a monster this whole year, and and you know the linebacker Leonard from from Indianapolis, and and he didn't make the Pro Bowl. It's it's that's just dumb. I read his quote. He wants to have forty tackles this week. I have him on my team. I hope he does. <laughs> All right, Texans and Eagles up next. Well, we talked about in the beginning of the show, DeAndre Hopkins helped a lot of you guys get into the championship uh, matchup here. And this is a pretty good matchup for him, even though it's in Philly. Could be a weather game here, so you have to keep an eye on that Sunday. But uh, that Eagles secondary has been banged up all season long, and this is, even though it's outside, I think it's a good matchup for DeAndre Hopkins and the Texans this week. Yeah, I do too. Look, they, I mean, they by no means blew the Jets out of the water, right? I mean, they barely won that game. I, I can kind of see the same thing happening in Philadelphia on Sunday, but I had mentioned a couple of games back that, yes, they have two very winnable games. I mean, Houston's playing for a bye. They have a lot to play yeah. for. Um, I look for DeAndre Hopkins to be involved again. Uh, you got to watch Lamar Miller's questionable. I, I guess keep an eye out on if uh, if Alfred Blue is going to be there. Look, Demarius Thomas has been involved. They're just not getting him a, a, mm-hmm. a ton of yardage, right? He's He's been involved in a lot of, uh, you know, wide receiver screens, uh, short just little out passes to him. Other than the two touchdowns he had a couple of weeks ago on Monday night, he hasn't had great stats, but they definitely are trying to involve him. Uh, you know, he's, he's another tough one for me. I would not have him in my lineup unless I just didn't have any other options. Um, but, you know, it looks like they're trying to definitely get them the ball. And then on the other side, these Eagles. <laughs> Sunday night happens. Nick Foles back in there, and they're making magic again, moving the ball, and uh, putting up points. I mean, man, Nick Foles, he just doesn't go away, and, and the offense was moving along for him. So, I mean, that's got to be positive. If you've got to go with Elshon Jeffrey or Golden Tate or maybe even Josh Adams and your running back, even though Smallwood – was a thief last week with a couple touchdowns. I mean, I, I don't trust the backfield there, but my receiving options, I, I like now with Foles, what they showed Sunday night. Yeah, the one thing that you don't love is there's absolutely no question that Zach Ertz and... Um, um, Went, yeah. Oh, my God. Carson. 
Carson Wentz. Yeah. Wow, talk about a brain fart. Uh, that Ertz and Wentz have quite the, the connection there yeah. because Ertz was pretty much non-existent last week. He had seven targets for three catches, 22 yards. If I'm an Ertz owner, I mean, you probably don't have a lot better options. I'm not saying bench him, but it concerns me that, that uh, Wentz is not throwing to him. Alshon Jeffrey, you have to have him in the game. I, I In one of our leagues last week, somebody sat Alshon Jeffrey on the bench and played Michael Gallup for some uh-huh. bizarre reason. And um, they are not in the championship game this week when they would have been. So, you know, and that's another, I I guess that's another argument for, yes, look at the matchups, but don't get too cute, right? I mean, Michael Gallup for Alshon Jeffrey, come on. Oh, that's awful. That's, that's, (laughs) oh, man. There's nothing that tells you this season that you'd put Gallup in there. And I believe the hype in the preseason drafted him late in some of those drafts, but, man, oh, man, there was nothing there to tell you that. He could even have a, you know, even if Jeff, Jeffrey didn't have a halfway decent game, you'd think he'd put up more points than Gallup. Yeah, no, it was just bizarre. Let me ask you this, because you, you mentioned him, Josh Adams. So my choices are either Theo Reddick or Josh Adams. That's, uh, that's who I have on my bench, and I have to play one because Aaron Jones is injured. But where would you go? Would you go with Reddick or would you go with Adams? At this point, I probably would go... See, that Lions matchup against that Vikings run D is kind of... Uh, but you get the you get PPR points with Riddick? Yeah. See, that's where I like that. I like Riddick more, and especially with that Philly backfield. I, I don't know. You know, he had Smallwood last week. Sproles is in that factor, along with, you know, Adams, Clement. I mean, they're using them all right now, so I, I'd stick with Riddick, I guess, out of the, all that jumble mess that's going on. See, that's, and that's kind of where my thought process was. So we, we agree there. It just Adams is pretty much non-existent yeah. in Philadelphia's passing game. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of why mm-hmm. I thought Riddick. But I was just interested. I wanted to hear your expertise. Oh, geez. Well, when Adams goes off for two <laughs> touchdowns and 120 yards, you heard it here first. So you'll be getting a text. Man, he's on your bench. Uh, let's see. Falcons at the Panthers. Uh, well, we, we told you here at the beginning of the show, Cam is out, obviously. Uh, former Viking great uh, Taylor Henneke is the uh, starting quarterback now for the Panthers. And the Falcons, this team, I as a team, man, they got to be – I don't think they've ever recovered from that Super Bowl against the Patriots because they, they, the, the talent on this team should be doing a lot more than 5-9 and nine where they're at right now. But fantasy-wise, they should be able to put up some points against uh, Carolina. No, it's not in the Dome, and I would rather have this matchup in the Dome, especially Week 16, me being a Matt Ryan and a Julio owner. But they still got things to play for. I know Julio's coming off kind of a rib injury, but I'm still liking them uh, to put up some points against the Panthers this weekend. For Julio, too, i got to look at the stats. But uh, leading the league with 1,511 yards, I mean, he is coasting away with that, and there's a chance he could Break an NFL record if he he, he gets you know, some big yardage games here down the stretch back to back. But uh, I'm still I, I think the Falcons will put up some points this week. Yeah, I think they will too. I mean, you you're looking at Carolina. I mean, that defense did everything they could to win that game on Monday night. Yes. So they're they're coming off a short week. Um, they had an outstanding performance. Now they're out of the playoff. How much how much more do they? do they have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I also feel like Atlanta will, will put up some, some points and, and, um, 
you know, I, I would go with all my Atlanta guys. Well, technically, are they out of the playoffs? Because they're six and eight. I guess Minnesota's seven, six, and one. So, yeah, yeah, they're uh, they've been eliminated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't looked, and I well, thought they the were. Whatever they said, there was no camp this week. Yeah. Well, actually, but, the um, Panthers. The Panthers. I shouldn't say that. They still have a slim. They're now like in that Packers role where they've got that five percent chance to get in. So I mean, they're they're still not eliminated. There's but they've got that slim 5% chance now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Packers are done. The Packers can't Yeah, get I'm saying they took the role of the Packers, where last week the Packers oh, had that 5% chance. Now this week it's the Panthers that have gone to the 5% chance, the slim chance now. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, like that. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, does he have a big game against this Falcons team? Uh, you know, you like the defense because the – the Falcons defense hasn't been great, but mm-hmm. you have to wonder, are they going to put 10 in the box? <laughs> you know? that, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, their pass defense is horrendous for the Falcons. But, yeah, they if they're putting 10 guys in the box or whatever to try to stop McCaffrey. But he's showing off. He's got quite the arm. That was a 16-point I mean, play in one of my leagues this week, even though that Monday night yeah. game is a disaster. You still play him. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been the highest-scoring fantasy player in the last four weeks, so yeah. you don't put him on your bench. but. Yeah. You you hope that he finds a way to still get his yardage with with no cam back there. Up next, Giants at the Colts. Giants, well, Odell Beckham might play this week. They still haven't put him on IR. He hasn't been to practice yet, but the coach uh, there saying, you know, Shermer saying uh, he he still might have a chance to play down the stretch here. So for you Beckham owners, keep watching those inactives because there could be an outside chance he plays against the Colts, which would really boost a lot of your prospects up here in the uh, championship games. Yeah, and Evan Ingram, right? We talked about him a couple yeah. of weeks ago being completely non-existent. And then he's come back and had, you know, two decent games. He hasn't had any touchdowns, but he's been targeted, you know, quite a few times yeah. in the last few games. Uh, and especially if Odell's out again, right? That's that's yes. one one guy who's not going to be getting those targets. So, you know, I feel good about Evan Ingram. Um, if Odell's out, I'd definitely play Sterling Shepard. And then, you know, you're playing Saquon, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much it for the Giants. There's a lot of ifs with the Giants, depending on Odell. Yeah, Saquon, I know a lot of people might be out because of his performance last week for Barkley, but, man, he's, I mean, this rookie campaign, I, I, don't, I don't think he has back-to-back down games. I think he's back up again this week against the Colts. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't sit them out anyway. Yeah. If you have if you have a better option, then your team's stacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just they're gonna kick you out of the league if you have him like in a flex <laughs> or something like that. So, yeah. It, right. it, on the Colts side of things, I mean, uh, you know, they got uh, Luck doing it, doing what he's doing. I mean, he the bounce back game last week for him, and uh, they're putting up some points, and also T. Y. Hilton, and you know the regular. Guys, as well, for the Colts, they're starting to come together again after they got blanked in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know, look, you're playing Helton, you're playing Abron. Um, you may even be playing Marlon Mack, depending on your situation. They're back at home. You feel good about them being at home, especially after what they did against Dallas. They, they thumped the Titans a couple of weeks ago. I mean, this is another one of those teams that just seems to perform better at home than on the road. So I, I feel comfortable with with my Colts this week. And that was my flub, my brain flub, Marlon Mack at running back. I've, I've got him on one of my teams. He's he, he had a pretty decent game last week, and I'm 
looking for more this week against the Giants. I mean, I defense. couldn't remember Carson Wentz. Exactly. That. It's week 16, folks. And by the time you're <laughs> listening to this, it's going to be Merry Christmas time. We're going to be all drinking Baileys and having a good time, so no matter, right? There you go. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Jaguars and Dolphins, who gives a crap? Uh, let's see. We've got... Uh... <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking. Well, uh, okay, I did have a question earlier this week about uh, a guy that uh, uh, was questioning if he should play Leonard Fournette or not this week, and I said, "Yeah, you, I mean, he's one of. I know he's been down the last couple weeks, but you, this Dolphins defense was just run over by the Vikings, who were not running the ball at all prior to that, and they have a Vikings have a terrible offensive line. They, their O line is not that great." Jags, they've got a decent O line, and they got Fournette. So I'm, I would start Fournette. I, I, I would oh, in this matchup, no doubt. No, no question. I mean, see Dalvin Cook last week. I get it was in Minnesota, but I mean, and again, who are you going to have better at this point in the season than, than Fournette, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I would definitely start him. Somebody you want, and look, I'm not saying pick D.D. Westbrook and, and play him, but yeah. he definitely at all the receivers down there. D.D. Westbrook looks like he has the best chem- chemistry with uh, with Cody Kessler. Um, <laughs> so take take that for what it's worth. Again, yeah. if you have just garbage for your number three receiver, just something to file away because he's probably on your waiver wire. And, and the Dolphins, I mean, they were running it decent against the Vikings. They had the big run. Ballage, uh, the rookie, had a big run to start off the second half there in Minnesota, but then uh, – they they were controlled from there, so Kenyon Drake was held in check. So I mean, if you've got a, I'd still stick with Kenyon Drake. I know a lot of people are down on him, especially with Gore being injured too in that game. But uh, if if you got to play him in the flex, it depends again what your options are. But I don't know that Jake's defense is pretty tough. But if you got Kenyon Drake, you got to roll with him. He could get you something. I he could pull something out of his hat, I guess. Well, the only problem, look, Gore went on IR. Um, but yeah. You know, Brandon Bolden has shown up the last. That's right. Yeah. Not, yep. not, you know, look, Brandon Bolden had a good game against the Patriots two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Ballage had that fantastic run against Minnesota. So just when you go, okay, Gore's on IR, Drake should be the clear favorite. You don't know what they're going to do with their backfield in Miami. Exactly. I mean, I guess you have to play Drake yep. as a as a flex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you look and go, Derrick Henry gashed Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but let's not forget that that was a lot of bad tackling, and maybe this is a reason to play Drake. There was a lot of bad tackling yeah. in that Jacksonville game. Mm-hmm. They look like they've kind of checked out. So, uh, look, if, if it was, if, I would love to have Kenyon Drake right now with my options of Riddick <laughs> and Adams. <laughs> so that's, that's, it's all perspective about what you have as your options. All right, then we get to the Sunday afternoon games, Rams and Cardinals. What's wrong with the Rams? And Todd Gurley, oh. here's here's a troubling sign, though, if I'm a Gurley owner of what they did this week is, I know Coach Sean McVay has said, well, he's he's all right, but they signed C.J. Anderson to beef up their depth charts, and to me, that, that could be a sign here going into this one. He was dancing at a party on Tuesday night. I think he's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. I would feel fine playing Todd Gurley. You know why they signed C.J. Anderson? Because he needed a job. Because they're going to be up by 800 points against Arizona, <laughs> and so they're going to probably want to play CJ in the late third, fourth quarter. But look, I mean, Arizona has looked terrible. Yes. Um, 
there's not. Look what Atlanta just did to him last week. I guess yes. this game is in Arizona, but uh, which I would help the Rams? A, yeah, with it being this in is a control, for me a Rams yeah. get right game. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, they're 15 point favorites. I look for the Rams to kick the crap out of Arizona. <laughs> I, I'm playing all my Rams. Play them not all. Worried about it? Not worried. Play them all. I was going against Gurley, so that's why I'm trying to put some discouraging info out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah, start Gurley. Uh, let's see. We got <laughs> Bears at the 49ers as well. Uh, yeah. Um, George Kittle, he's the man. Uh, let's see. For the 49ers, I mean, he's – he. is this my bold statement? I think now he's going to pass Gronk, and he's going to be in that top three tight end conversation in next year's draft. Yeah, I mean, what you'd put him up there with Kelsey and Kelsey and who's your who's your top three? You got Kelsey. You got to put Kittle up there. Take Kelsey, Gronk out. Kittle and probably Hurts if you have Hurts. I guess if Wentz is in there, or if not, maybe Ebron. I, I, it depends. I mean, he's so hit or miss. But yeah, I, I think Kittle's now arrived into that upper echelon of uh, tight ends for for that. I mean, he's putting up the numbers. And he watches wrestling. So what else could there be? Did you see that press conference? I didn't, no. Oh, so, yeah, the reporters were asking him questions, but he was getting a little antsy because uh, up the road after his game, uh, the WWE pay-per-view uh, TLC was uh, being uh, held. So he said, sorry, guys, I, I got to get going. Uh, we got tables, ladders, and chairs coming up tonight. I got to get there. So uh, he, he he answered a couple questions, took off, running out of the press conference. He had a stone-cold T-shirt on at the press conference, and uh, he earned a lot of respect from me that day. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you would guess the Bears defense goes in there and continues to be the Bears defense. Um, yeah. Look, hey, San Francisco shocked Seattle at home last week. So it, it's being in San Francisco – I, I guess they could pull a rabbit out of their hat. I mean, the mm-hmm. Bears are only four-point favorites, so that shows you what the odds makers think of San Francisco at home. Yeah. Um, you know, look, on the Bears' side, yeah, I think Tariq Cohen is obviously a must-play at this point. He had a fantastic game last week against the, the, the Packers. And other than Tariq Cohen, if you have Jordan Howard, again, what are your other options? But the Bears' offense, to me, is... Tariq Cohen, and, and otherwise, yeah. there's nothing I'm overly excited about. I mean, they're going to be carried by their defense. This could be a very uh, Trent Dilfer-type Ravens team. Uh, you know, look, Trubisky has shown some some nice skills, but at this point, all the offense needs to do is manage the game, score some uh, just a few points, and that defense, let the defense do their thing. And, I, look, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, but, um, you know, other than Tariq Cohen, that's, that's my bear play for the week. Come on now. You you predicted rightfully earlier this season Mitchell Trubisky with a six-touchdown game. Look, he's, he's had some nice games. I mean, yeah. he he had that huge game against Tampa. I think that was more that a was product it. of yep. the, the Tampa defense that we so so love to talk about. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be a nice player, and I look for him to continue to develop. Maybe the Trent Dilfer was a little unfair, but... I'm not putting Mitch Trubisky and my lineup at quarterback to win me a championship no. this week. No, I'm not either. But but one player <laughs> that seems to be on every other person's roster, and they always have a question about him each week, is Allen Robinson. I At this point, he has shown nothing the last couple weeks. Uh, prior to last week, I'd say, yeah, you know, play him. He's going to get his numbers. Now 
those Bears receivers, remember Anthony Miller? Remember Gabriel? Uh, they used to put up some numbers. They're not putting those numbers up anymore. So I, I don't know what's going on with Bears wide receivers, but I I can't play them this week, even though it is San Francisco. Yeah, well, look, I mean, hey, they San Francisco played well against Seattle last week. Yeah. Um, they, they've been pretty good at home. So uh, Seattle's best receiver, Baldwin, had, you know, four catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns, had a really nice game. Uh, but other than that, Lockett had 45 yards. There was just not a lot. I mean, Russell Wilson threw for 237 yards, and this is a game that was included a, a possession in overtime. So uh, San Francisco's defense at home, I, I don't know if this is the week that you want to try to rot, trot Allen Robinson out there and hope he has a huge game. All right, we're up to the game that may be responsible for why you are in the championship game with the most players involved. I think this is going to be the fantasy game of the week. A lot of eyeballs glued on Steelers at Saints. Again, this this should put up some numbers, but we've been disappointed with some of these games uh, before where we thought, oh, they're going to put up huge numbers. Now, earlier in the season, Chiefs-Rams, that paid off. So we're hoping Steelers-Saints, come on, boys, put up some numbers, both sides. Yeah, look, I thought the Pittsburgh-New England was going to be high-scoring yeah, last week. exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought Carolina and New Orleans on Monday night would be a high-scoring yeah. game. I was surprised by both of those scores. Now, granted, I get they were both outdoors. This one's in the nice, cozy dome. Um, I, look, I, you're playing all your Steelers. You're playing all your Saints. But I'm just saying temper expectations a little bit because New Orleans – has not their offense has not flicked the way it did earlier in the year since the Cowboys shut them down on Thursday night a few weeks ago. They by no means looked like world beaters when they played at Tampa. Um, you know they didn't look great against Carolina on Monday night. They're back in the dome. Maybe they get back to what we're we're used to seeing from them. It doesn't matter. You're you're playing all your Saints, but yes. uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Think Alvin Kamara comes out with a little more since he got snubbed to the Pro Bowl. He's one of those snubs, I guess. But do uh, you think he has a big game here? He's he hasn't put up huge numbers here the last couple weeks. Yeah, you know, but but look at the Saints stats. I mean, you, yeah, exactly. You take the Saints and you look at their last four weeks, and Kamara is actually their highest scorer. Um, yeah, you know, again, looking at at uh, what league you're, you're looking at, but with, with roughly 54 points, that's the highest for the Saints the last four weeks. I mean, Michael Thomas, oh, look, yeah. he, he, he hasn't had any touchdowns in the last no. four weeks. Of course, he's still got 36 targets, 27 catches, 225 yards. That's nice numbers. But zero touchdowns takes that fantasy point total down. Steeler side, okay, we talked about James Conner earlier. Okay, here's the quote. Uh, let me see that again. He is saying, I'm just not ready yet. Does not sound like he's playing this Sunday. So he's still going to have that cue as questionable by his name. Don't play James Conner this week. He, he is not confident in returning to the field. He's not ready to come back. So James Conner fans, you were hoping he'd come back, help you out, win you a championship. I'm going to say it's not going to happen. So you got to go with the alternatives this week. Yeah, look, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette said on Wednesday that uh, it, it, they're confirming James Conner is unlikely to play against the Saints, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, this goes back to the, if you guys have guys on Saturday conversation, if you have James Conner, do not be counting on him this week and do not take a zero on Sunday when he doesn't play. 
Um, With that being said, Jalen Samuels has looked pretty good. But New Orleans has given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. Uh, You know, so look, if you have Jalen Samuels, obviously you're playing him as a tight end in the Yahoo League if you have him, right? Yes. And he's had some nice games. But, um, you know, again, temper those expectations against the Saints on on Sunday. And you know what's going to happen. I'm saying temper the expectations and they're going to go out and have an absolute slugfest and everybody's going to have a ton of points. But I'm just, I'm just telling you what I've seen the last four weeks. Good observation, especially, yeah, that Saints defense has been one of the best in the NFL here the last couple of weeks. I mean, they, they've only, I think, averaged, or they've only given up, like, I think, 12 points a game they've averaged. I think their last five or six weeks, I mean, they, they put up some fantastic numbers on, on that Saints D. So, I, it's it's going to be a good matchup, and we're hoping for points. But you're saying temper those expectations this week. I that's all I'm saying. All I, I'm right. not saying don't play your guys, but just don't expect them to necessarily put them on on your back, a la DeAndre Hopkins last week style. All right, so bench Antonio Brown. Todd said. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Hey, you know what, though? I would rather have DeAndre Hopkins this week going into the finals. Yes. I'm I'm happy with that decision. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, we got Amazingly, Devontae Adams is the number one fantasy wide receiver so far this year. He is? Yeah, I looked the other day because I I thought, you know, Hopkins has to be, and again, depending on what. What scoring system? Okay. Yeah, depending on your point total. But I looked the other day and. Devonte Adams was the number one wide receiver because I wanted I just wanted to see where where uh, DeAndre Hopkins was, was on that yep. list because I'm a big DeAndre Hopkins fan. Yep. Uh, but you know you I guess if you look in Yahoo, Devonte Adams is number one. Uh, Tyreek Hill is two, and then DeAndre Hopkins is three on okay. CBS. I believe DeAndre Hopkins was above Tyreek, but I mean those are kind of your top three receivers this year, and I know what. The only one who probably went the first round was DeAndre. Yeah. Yeah, good point there. So, yeah. So, there you go. Good. And look, don't get me wrong. Julio, Antonio, and Michael Thomas are all in your top ten, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's not like you have a devast- had a devastating season if you went with one of those guys who were likely first-round picks. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple other guys you didn't expect to be in the top three. All right, then we got the Sunday Nighter Chiefs at Seahawks. Maybe a reason why you're in your championship game. Patrick Mahomes, of course, that Chiefs offense. Uh, well, it's always a tough place to play at Seattle, but uh, that defense isn't like it was a couple of years ago, so they should be able to put up some points Sunday night. Yeah, again, I don't look for this to be a uh, Chiefs-Patriots game from earlier in the year, but I, I don't necessarily know if it will be a Minnesota-Seattle game from oh, Monday night God, a couple of weeks back. Not. You're playing your Chiefs if you have them, obviously. Um, you know, I, I think that if you're a Seattle Chris Carson owner, you definitely have him in your lineup. Um, I think he may have some some running room on on Sunday night. This should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it should be Sunday night to uh, wrap it up. I, I'm, you know, Carson Chris Carson. I've been happy with him. Seahawks running backfield. Uh, he has been. Some weeks I think, do I start this guy? But then he he pulls through each week. I mean, with with double digit points, helping out, and uh, that Seahawks running attack still tops in the league. So I mean, so far he hasn't let me down. So I got to keep rolling with him. 
Yeah, you know, and I like Doug Baldwin this week too. If he's if he's playing right, he's still got the questionable designation. Uh, he had a nice game against San Fran. Uh, I I think that Doug Baldwin could have a nice game on Sunday night as well. And then the Monday nighter on Christmas Eve. No one is paying attention to this damn thing. Uh, let's see. Well, well, you are if you're Philip Lindsay owners. Other than that, I guess if you have Jared Cook for a tight end. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be it's watching Broncos the Raiders. tracker. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have the NORAD satellite uh, popped up, and I'm going to see what Santa's doing on the slave for the 40 time. I mean, that's uh, – uh, this is uh, – I can't explain. It, it's just it's terrible. I, they should have just put this game on Sunday and said, folks, Christmas Eve <laughs> off. Fantasy owners, you don't have to wait till uh, Christmas Eve. Stay up and maybe miss out on Santa coming to watch this garbage to see if you won your league or not. I mean, I love it. Well, and to uh, your point, look, you're playing Philip Lindsay or Jared Cook, and that's pretty much about all you're playing. If if you have uh, Raiders and or Broncos, I mean, well, Broncos D, I did have them a couple weeks ago, but I dropped them because you know, they've been giving up a lot of yards lately, and uh, you know they haven't been as dominant. As as they once were. Now, I can't say that because, I mean, they were pretty tough against the Browns last week. So if you're looking for defense, obviously, Denver this week, even though it's at the black hole and the Raiders, I guess, have shown a little bit more offense the last couple of weeks. I, you need a defense, Broncos defense. Yeah, you know, Derek Carr hasn't been terrible. Derek Carr has seven touchdowns over the last four weeks. So he hasn't been terrible, but, I mean, you know, look, I just, after watching that Denver-Cleveland game on Saturday night last week, um, I just, yeah, this game is, <laughs> it does nothing. I, I will not be watching it. Let me put it that way. Yeah. It's it just, I, I wish they would just stop with when they're around the holidays like this. I just wish they'd throw them all on Sunday. Like they used to. I mean, this is, uh, now you say that now, but if, if it was, uh, you know, if this was Kansas city, Seattle, uh, you, we'd all be tuned in on Christmas Eve, sadly. Well, that's the th- that, that's the thing. I just uh, you know I love my fantasy, but I you know I I like to uh, uh, drink on Christmas Eve. But I guess you can do both. It's football. Well, it's nice, right? You can, it's a perfect game for you to spend time with your family and not really worry about it too much. And Jack Daniels, he's a good uncle. <laughs> he's your uncle. Nice. Yeah, Jack Daniels is a good old friend of the family. So uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, and did you win last week? I guess we. Did we talk about this at the start? Yeah, got two teams in the championship, so. All right, well, now, good luck. Now, like I said, though, before when talking to you off air about this, I'm cheering for guys in one league, and I'm cheering against the same guys in another league because I'm, I'm, I either have them in one league and then I'm facing them in the other championship game. So I'm loving Christian McCaffrey in one league and hating him in the other one. I mean, it's just. Oh, it's the hell you live with with having multiple teams and championship games. There you go. Oh, the I'm joy of multiple a... teams. Oh, boo-hoo, I have two <laughs> championship games. What am I going to do? Yep, I'm trying to win a win the ring back for a second year in a row and trying to get that championship belt back for the second time. So uh, that's, that's what's this on the line. This is my first championship uh, game in this league. I was in the semifinals last year. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'd really like to win this one. This is my auction league, which I – take uh the most seriously out of the three that i'm in so um fingers crossed on sunday that adam thielen shows up <laughs> is this uh do you uh, have a trophy or uh what do you or is, or is the trophy green in green in color 
the trophy is in green of color. That's okay. why okay. I'm rooting yeah. for this one the most. Well, sometimes it's those the are the best. the trophy you want to win. Yeah, those are sometimes the best ones. You know, they help benefit, and they're, they're there, and, uh, you know, it's a good feeling other than just having, like, a wooden statue saying you've, you've won. The green helps. Yes, there'll be satisfaction that I won in bragging rights, but the, uh, the green trophy is what I'm, I'm really looking at. <laughs> well, again, we will help you as best we can getting you ready for the championship weekend. Again, those games start on Saturday, those two games on Saturday, Redskins, Titans, Ravens, Chargers, and then the rest of the slate Sunday. And then I told you, unfortunately, that Monday nighter. So you can always follow us at Draft That Guy on Twitter. Ask us questions. I, we've gotten some flex ones. Now, I had a couple come in late last week, so I couldn't really help you before setting your lineup at, at noon. But get those questions in, especially those flex ones, uh, because there's going to be a lot of decisions to be made, so we can always help you at Draft That Guy on Twitter. I know you always look forward to that. Yeah, no, I know, I know we missed one last week uh, asking about Car Jackson or Prescott. It came out in pretty yeah. close to game time. Yeah, uh, We'll keep an eye on it this week. So if you have some <laughs> questions, we'll we'll uh, be keeping an eye. Well, you know what? I, I may be driving back from Chicago. So <laughs> one of us will be keeping an eye on it. My <laughs> well, wife, I'll tell you what, my wife will give you her advice. How's that? that, that? And that my wife is lovely. That would be perfect. And Yes, and my wife is fantastic. And this is by no means a, oh, I'm going to have a girl give you fantasy advice. But my wife, she hasn't really watched a lot of football this year. And, and, you know, so I don't think you want fantasy advice from my wife. That's that's all I'm saying. Actually, that's probably the best kind you want because you got two blowhards like us telling you, well, this is who you got to start. And she's like, well, no, pick this guy. And then that's the guy that will have like 600 yards, three <laughs> touchdowns. It's like an NCAA tournament pool, right? They're, well, you're absolutely right. And, and the thing is, she knows her sports. She just has not uh, had a lot of time to watch watch this year. So she'd probably be like, Dak Prescott. Yeah, you know what? I like that name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it was my wife, it would be, what costume are they wearing? And that is right, her exact right. word. What costume? No, it's, it's not. I'm like, it's a uniform. No, what costume are they wearing? Uh, uh, that one. Oh, I, I like the I like the Patriots. So why do you like the Patriots? Well, because they're patriotic. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll roll with that. The tiger would eat a cardinal. Or exactly. A- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It comes into that. All that good stuff. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Wishing you all best of luck in the championships this weekend, and go get them. We'll wrap it all up next year. Next week, I should say. We'll be back here. We'll wrap up the year and uh, give you all of our expert analysis. How's that sound? This sounds fantastic. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, again, if I don't win this week, I'm not coming. So it's going to be a poor sport. Well, I'll find out uh, next Thursday. Then. <laughs> right. Right. We'll see what happens. And I'll be here. All right. I'm PJ. Once again, over there, we've got. I'm Todd. It's Fantasy Football Zone. Follow us on Twitter at Draft That Guy. This is the Fantasy Football Zone.